This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Adi Prakash, the Chief Innovation Officer and Head of Global Client Services for Yara Solutions, a consulting firm that combines human expertise with technology to provide solutions to clients worldwide in the legal, e-discovery, and compliance sectors. Hi, Adi. How are you? Hey, Ari. Good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So tell us about your background and your role at Yara Solutions. Sure. So I've been with uh, with Yara Solutions now for about six months. Um, came from a completely different background, been working with the financial services sector, largely with big banks and, and uh, hedge funds within technology. Um, a large part of my career prior to joining Yara was spent within legal compliance, e-discovery functions, in addition to some of the other work uh, that I was doing for those firms. And through the course of, of those uh, career paths, uh, I'd sort of been interacting with Yera um, as a client at that point, or a potential client, and was really impressed by by the approach and thought process that uh, the folks at Yera demonstrated. Um, I think most firms tend to approach problems as, as one of two things. You know, either let's attack it with technology, or let's attack it with, with a services approach. But I think you know, the folks at Yara definitely had, uh, had a, a good balance that they were trying to employ, and, and that really attracted me to, to Yara as a firm. Um, so, yeah, I've been here at, at Yara for six months now, and uh, my role here has sort of got two aspects to it. So I'm Chief Innovation Officer and Head of Client Services globally for Yara. Uh, the first part of it involves sort of defining a longer-term vision in terms of where Yara needs to focus um, going forward. Typically, Yara has been structured within itself as, as three different practice areas. There's services, uh, there's consulting services, there's managed services, and there's technology. Uh, so, so my job here from an innovation perspective is to, is to ensure that we look going for, on a going forward basis to leverage the best of these three as it relates to each client that we service. And that brings me to the second part of, of, of my role, which is heading up client services. So it's not you know, your typical, let's define a roadmap and, and walk away when it's done. But I also have the, the additional aspect of ensuring that we have client satisfaction on an ongoing basis. So I'm engaged through the whole execution and post-execution phases as well. The company recently launched its Clearly 2.0 initiative focused on legal operations. Why that service now? Yeah, it's interesting. So, so maybe I should uh, give a little bit of a background before we, we answer that. So Clearly 2.0, as the name suggests, was, was born from Clearly 1.0, which was effectively designed for companies who struggled to get the European legal and IP teams onto an e-billing system. That was the problem that Clearly 1.0 was, was built to solve. Most global companies, they started with buying e-billing in the U.S., which makes sense. But as they tried to roll these out to global users, they found it near impossible. Either the system wasn't built properly for international use or the users were so averse to the idea that it just never happened. So clearly one pointer was devised to correct this, to align existing e-building initiatives and provide an easy answer to bring along the European teams and then roll it all together. And what we found was this idea was so well received the idea of basically pulling back from complete and full automation and adding expert services back in, we began to see demand from clients to help them solve other pain points beyond just legal e-billing. And that really sort of 
made us go back to the drawing board and, and, and think of clearly beyond that first use case. And that's what uh, led to Clearly 2.0, which is the combination of human expertise with technology, usually packaged as managed services, that go beyond just the e-billing use case. How does Clearly... I guess you answered both questions. My my question was, how does Clearly 2.0 build on and expand the e-billing and legal matter manager capabilities of Clearly 1.0? But you've already answered that now. Um, sort of, sort of. So, I think the other thing that we, that should be said, I think, at this stage is is uh, clearly 2.0 is as much about the approach as it is about you know the technology that's underneath it. And there's a lot of cool technology that goes into it. There's machine learning, there's AI, and things of that nature. But it's really the approach that really sets clearly 2.0 apart from not just 1.0, but see, even some of some of our competitors. Right. It basically recognizes the fact that lawyers don't want to log into a system, review a bunch of line items when it comes to an invoice, or you know, put in bits and pieces of matter information that may or may not concern them at that point in time. Their time's better spent elsewhere, and that's what clearly 2.0 has at its core: is to maximize the use of in-house legal functions by supplementing their workflows with experts where we can bring them and by technology where that makes sense. How does the initiative's contract intake and management service incorporate artificial intelligence? Sure. So contracts, or clearly contracts, I should say, is entirely about balance. So it's balancing what technology can do versus what people can do versus what the in-house lawyers should be doing. So most contract management systems, for example, they try to automate the entire contract process. It sounds great, but it's really unlikely to work in, in, in the real world. Like with most relationships, right, most of these contracts are pretty complicated, especially when you're talking about global financial contracts or contracts that procurement rights for multi-billion dollar industrial deals. Simple NDAs, sure, you know, you could, you could take any good contract automation or management system, and yes, you can automate that process. But to do that across hundreds of contracts that it takes to get, for example, an oil refinery up and running, that's complicated because each of those contracts has slight nuances that are different from you know, the run-of-the-mill NDAs, MSAs, and things of that nature, which is where clearly contracts brings in legal professionals into the mix. So effectively, requesters go in, they submit their need into a portal. Our team manages that request from the point of inception, gathers all the needed information, whether it's from the person who requested it or other groups within that firm, bring their own expertise in. So these are actual attorneys and lawyers who are well-versed in either that industry or that geographical region. And then they take care of all the back and forth with the business, and the vendors. Yes, and of course, along the way, we have machine learning technology, we have a portal, uh, and a lot of technology that goes behind it that makes this whole process even more efficient. But at the end of the day, you have to look at this whole unit as one end-to-end managed service. How does the Yara Solutions team train its AI for each individual client? Yeah. 
So we, we prefer to use the term machine learning to describe that a bit better. Um, and, and as with most, most machine learning, it only works when you have a vast amount of relevant data that's being used to actually build the go-forward logic in there. So we, we don't cross-share our machine learning algorithms. All of our algorithms are built specific to a client. Um, and, and since anyway, this is all quite new, we haven't yet built a large set of metadata that can be sort of cross-pollinated. As a, as a firm, we want to stick true to that purpose and we want to make sure that the data that we're using uh, for machine learning training is from a particular client and does not. Second, most of them are now done by the system and not by the people. So together, over a period of time, we, we sort of get to a point where when the system's first put in place, 80% of those checks are being done by our managed service professionals and 20% of those checks are done by the system. And as the data keeps growing, and we're talking about weeks and months, not years, that balance starts to shift, where many more of those checks start happening on the machine side and much fewer ones on the, on the managed services professional side. Within a span of about one, to eight, one year to 18 months, or so 12 to 18 months, we expect the system to then be doing 60% of those checks and, and the humans to be doing 40% of that. How does the evolution of your Clearly program reflect the changing nature of legal practice? Yeah, so I think, you know, the legal practice is, um, that's, a, that's a pretty broad term, so I'll try and keep my answer to that as well, because there are some nuances that, that differ by industry and, and by uh, region. But typically, I think what we're starting to see is, is this was the final frontier, which was, you know, really difficult for automation and AI to penetrate. And the reason that was really hard to do was we, we, this is one of these areas where you're dealing with a lot of unstructured data. Most industries or, or subdomains within industries where data can be structured has seen itself being automated already. Take trading, for example. Right? Um, we've always had, or we've had for a while now, algorithms and quant algorithms that automate decision-making on the trade cycle. When it came to legal, and within this sphere, or even e-discovery for that matter, there's a lot of opinion mixed in with fact. You have, you have quantitative data mixed in with sort of data that's open to interpretation. And that's always been hard for, for firms to automate. So if you take the typical technology companies, they've tried to attack that problem by bringing in smarter technology to overcome that whole you know, unstructured data problem. And that's worked to an extent. And then on the other side, you have the services companies that, that have tried to attack it by you know, offering lower cost options or, or sort of low quality skilled people, but a lot more of them to try and approach it by brute force. I think what we're starting to see now is, is people recognize that neither one of those two ends of the spectrum by themselves solve the problem. Right? Technology by itself doesn't cut it. Services, whether it's just by cost arbitrage or, or you know, just offshoring or outsourcing service by itself doesn't solve it either. So I think what we're going to be seeing is folk of our firms that focus on the right combination of technology and expert services will, will be the ones that sort of go ahead in the curve. 
This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Adi Prakash, the Chief Innovation Officer and Head of Global Client Services for Yara Solutions, a consulting firm that combines human expertise with technology to provide solutions to clients worldwide in the legal, e-discovery, and compliance sectors. Adi, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Ari. Pleasure talking to you.